0: Welcome to Health System CIO's interview with Terry Kutz, CIO at the Guthrie Clinic. In part one, Kutz talks about the organization's three core objectives for 2022 and how her team is approaching them, why she believes CIOs don't necessarily have to understand all aspects of technology, and how the pandemic has helped healthcare organizations like hers to be more agile. We'll get to our interview in a moment, but first, a brief word from our sponsor. At CrowdStrike, we stop breaches, and it all starts with a tiny endpoint software sensor that works with Windows, Linux, Mac, and mobile, deploying fast with no reboots and no blue screens. We protect nearly 200 healthcare organizations, with more joining us every day. Find out more about the power of the crowd at CrowdStrike.com healthcare. Thanks so much for, uh, for doing this, for putting aside some time. I appreciate it. I know it's a lot going on. <laughs>
1: There's always a lot going on in healthcare. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: Okay, so can you start by giving a high level overview of Guthrie um, in terms of the the types of care you provide, where you're located, things like
1: that? So Guthrie is an integrated health system. We are uh, in the Pennsylvania and New York states kind of where the Southern and Northern tier of both of those states uh, mesh together. Um, we have five hospitals uh, two in new york and three in pennsylvania and about 36 associated multi-specialty clinics we are um, primarily rural care
0: okay so really it, it covers the gamut um, which is something we're we're really starting to see more of with health systems yeah i imagine that's really one of the uh, key
1: appeals of the organization you know honestly when i First got uh, recruited to come here. I, I was not really familiar with the organization, but committed to uh, listening because I, I was recruited to, uh, by a colleague that I worked with before and really just fell in love with the crew. They're very family focused. It's very physician focused as far as managing the practices. And, you know, it, the culture just was very appealing, which is why I joined um, and uh, just kind of grew. I've been here about five years now. So it'll be six years for me in February. Uh, I'm originally from Ohio. Okay.
0: So looking at a 2022, what would you say really are the
1: core objectives that you're looking at? So uh, we're in an interesting time here at Guthrie. Um, I'm new to my role. So prior to the CIO role, I was the VP of clinical applications. So um, I've only been in my role for about three months now. And we have a new CEO as well. Um, He comes to us from the Cleveland Clinic. We just ended our five-year strategic plan in the midst of developing that and hope to have that together in the next few months. We need to focus on essentially three key areas, patient experience and satisfaction, quality, number one factor for us, and then uh, expanding our virtual care services and we think that by meeting the patient where they are and having high quality outcomes, that everything else will follow the revenue, the growth, the things that you know you typically strive for. And so those are gonna be our, our main priorities. Um, and you know, obviously underneath those are coupled with you know cost containment and for, um, consolidation and things like that.
0: Okay that's an interesting place when you said you have the five-year strategic plan and you have to uh, start to create a new one. So uh, I can imagine that's quite a process.
1: Yeah. And, you know, in having a new leader. So our previous CEO was here for, you know, about 40 years. So it's really a a different shift. Our CEO comes to us from Cleveland Clinic, so um, has a very large focus on quality and patient experience. And so he's bringing his Knowledge and skill sets um, to us and kind of redirecting us on how we care for patients. You know, there's this myth or perception that rural healthcare can't do virtual care well because, you know, the clientele, you know, doesn't have the interest because it's usually, you know, an older population that are farmers or something of that nature. But during COVID, we found that to be not true, that most of our virtual care users were of the older population and the population that you would expect not to use technology. Um, So we're really looking at how we can expand that and provide care differently for our patients because we do feel that you don't have to be in the geographical region that you get your care for most things. I can sit in my chair today and get care from NYU. And so thank, change our thinking and, and he's helping us drive that.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure that he brings a lot to the table being from Cleveland Clinic. It's probably interesting. He has this great experience, but Guthrie is a different type of organization. So I'm sure it's an adjustment there.
1: He's, he's used to working at a different pace uh, <laughs> than we're all kind of adjusting to. But, you know, I, I worked as a nurse at the Cleveland Clinic, so I understand the culture and probably have acclimated to his leadership style a little more quickly than maybe a couple of my peers. But I'm, I'm excited for the, the change that he's going to bring.
0: Yeah. Okay. So you are, as you mentioned, new to the role, relatively new to the role. Can you talk about what that was like for you as far as that transition and how you approached it, not having been in the CIO role previously?
1: Yeah, um, I do think that there is new dynamics in the healthcare C-space particularly the CIO space, where you don't necessarily have to understand all aspects of technology. And I think that the being a clinician and understanding how technology either enhances or or can be a barrier in your work is more useful when you're looking at business opportunity than it is just about deploying stuff. And so I approached my transition in the same way. I don't have to know or be the expert in every area, Um, but the fundamentals are still the same. If you look at the fact that all technology that we deploy at the end is the patient or a caregiver, and we need to make sure that we are always looking and keeping that in focus. I think that um, no matter what we're doing, either phone lines or a business application or a clinical application, or maybe even just a printer, if you keep though if you keep the patient in focus then then you'll always have the same outcomes which is that anything that we deploy enhances care or enables care in some way
0: right yeah I can imagine the uh, nursing experience really does come into play quite a bit um, in your role and especially with patient experience satisfaction being one of the key pillars
1: yeah uh, it's really interesting because you know we, we think about experience in so many different forms. Even even when you would look at physician burnout or nursing burnout now, it wasn't really a focus prior to maybe the last year on the, the patient's impact and the fact that they have, they really do have a choice now. And the pandemic has really highlighted that for those of us who were a little slower to to getting to the virtual care. And, and you know, I, I think we were kind of middle of the road. We, we had some telehealth capabilities obviously lots of opportunities but the pandemic really highlighted the fact that the traditional in in front of the doctor visit isn't necessary in all cases. Now, of course, there are use cases where virtual care is not appropriate. However, with wearables and, and, and monitors and cameras and all kinds of things, you can really care for a patient very differently and make them more comfortable who wouldn't want to stay in their bed at home versus being in a hospital bed that's loud and noisy and well lit and constant interruption. How can you heal that way? I think it's it's transforming to more of a holistic approach to care versus providing the traditional task-oriented care.
0: Right. And although obviously COVID played such a big role in uh, virtual and really getting that off the ground, I would imagine that that holistic approach, that was something that was already a focus, but it really, I'm sure it did get moved along quicker or helped by, you know, what happened with virtual care.
1: And I think that, um, it's really made us be more agile, um, Healthcare has a tendency to overthink and overanalyze um, everything, and it kind of slows down your ability to deliver on a product, and before you know it, it's already outdated. With the reporting requirements and the testing requirements and you know, even visitors in the patient rooms and all these things that were being mandated by state um, and federal regulation, it really forced us to be agile quick because um, we didn't have the luxury of time. And I don't think that's going to go away. I think that now that the experience care differently. Now that um, we have had to deliver at a speed that we weren't traditionally accustomed to, I think that those are kind of expectations that are level set. It now that we have to continue that. If you don't deliver, then you kind of got to get off the bus because you know healthcare is kind of struggling in all areas. So you're. you're and adapting, or you're not. And um, if you're not, you're probably not surviving.
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast from HealthSystemCIO.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at HealthSystemCIO.com/podcast.